Hey family, welcome to the Hands Up, Don't Shoot podcast, where I, your host, Ashley France Howell, tell the stories of Black victims of police brutality. Now, today's story is going to be just a little different than the formatting of my usual stories. So, you know, I usually give sort of a full episode dedicated to one person or an episode dedicated to two people with two different stories. So this case involves victims of police brutality, and they were actually together when they were killed by police officers. So what I'm going to do is tell their story as one big one. Welcome to episode 15. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Melissa Williams and Timothy Russell. Melissa Williams was born on June 20th, 1982 in Cleveland, Ohio to Martha May Williams. And I couldn't find any information about her father, but I did find out that she also had a sister named Tiani. There isn't too much known about her life growing up, but we do know that she suffered from some mental illness and struggled with substance abuse, and she was also homeless. She was able to stay at Norma Herr Women's Center, which is a shelter for displaced women and children in Cleveland. Timothy Russell was born on December 9th, 1968. His father's name is David Russell, but I couldn't find any information about his mom. And he had four siblings, three brothers and a sister named David Jr., Donald, Michael, and Michelle. He also had a son named Timothy Jr. Timothy had a very similar life to Melissa's where he also suffered from some mental illness, struggled with substance abuse, and he was homeless as well. And Timothy was actually staying at the Lutheran Metropolitan Ministry Men's Shelter, which was also in Cleveland. Two days before he died, he was actually moved to transitional housing. So Melissa and Timothy met at the Bishop Cosgrove Center in Cleveland, and they became friends shortly after. This center, which is known as Cosgrove to the locals, is a place where those who are down on their luck can get free hot meals, free hot showers, food pantry distributions, and some resources to try to help them get back on their feet. On November 29th, 2012, Timothy picked Melissa up from Cosgrove, and he was driving his 1979 Chevy Malibu. I say the year in the car because this is important, so just keep that in mind. There were witnesses that later reported that Timothy and Melissa were planning on getting drugs. Around 10.30 p.m., Timothy and Melissa were in Timothy's car in an area known as The Wall. This area was a well-known drug spot, and Timothy's car was actually seen by a Plains Coast police officer who was in the area. So he first called in the license plates, but they came back clean, 
And then the officer decided to sort of follow him and pull them over because Timothy didn't use a turn signal. To me, it seems like the officer was just kind of looking for a reason to pull them over. Timothy, not wanting to be pulled over, sped away and as he passed two more police officers, they heard a loud noise. And it was later discovered that the loud noise was actually Timothy's car backfiring. So remember, it was a Chevy Malibu and it was a 1979. So this year is 2012. And if you do the math, this car was over 30 years old. The officer said that they believed it was a gunshot and they called in a report that said that they were being shot from a car that was speeding. And this is when the police chase began. They ended up on Interstate 90 towards East Cleveland. It was reported that they had reached speeds of about 100 miles per hour. And at one point, Timothy and Melissa were being chased by 62 police cars. Throughout the chase, officers were giving reports and just note that some of them were false over the radio broadcast. And probably one of the most damning reports was a statement by one of the officers that said that one of the suspects was pointing a gun from the window of the car. And it was actually Timothy putting his hand out of the window with a red soda can in his hand to sort of signal the officers to not shoot at him. He also had on black gloves, so they say they saw a gun. Maybe that's what they they saw, the black gloves. So I did mention earlier that there were 62 police cars chasing them. There were officers from East Cleveland, from Brattonall, the... Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Department, the Ohio State Highway Patrol, and even officers from the Transit Authority. The chase lasted 22 minutes. Timothy ended up in the parking lot of Heritage Middle School, which is located in East Cleveland, and police cars surrounded them. There were so many officers and so many points of views some claimed that they saw a gun, and others said that Timothy was trying to run them over. And some even said that Timothy and Melissa were shooting at them from the car. So this story is one that is pretty hard to get the facts from. But within eight seconds of Timothy and Melissa being pulled over, one officer began firing at the car and 12 others followed suit. One officer in particular, Officer Michael Brillo, got out of his car, climbed on the hood of Timothy's car, and fired at least 15 shots at Timothy and Melissa through the windshield. And this is after he had already fired shots beforehand. 
it was also reported that he continued to shoot long after everyone else stopped. And by the time all of the shooting stopped, get this, 137 rounds were fired. Yes, you heard that correctly. 137 rounds. Melissa was shot 24 times and Timothy was shot 23 times. They were both declared dead around 11.30 p.m. And there were no weapons found in the car. Melissa was 30 years old and Timothy was 43 years old. At first, Officer Brillo was indicted on two counts of voluntary manslaughter on May 30th, 2014. It was determined that Brillo fired a total of 49 shots. So remember, there were 137 shots fired. 13 officers were shooting in total, and Officer Brillo fired 49 of those shots. And that included the shots that he fired from on top of the car's hood. And speaking of the car, there was testimony that stated that that particular Chevy Malibu model was prone to backfiring. A year later, on May 23, 2015, Cuyahoga Common Pleas Judge John P. O'Donnell found Brillo not guilty. On January 26, 2016, six officers that were involved, including Officer Brillo, were fired from the Cleveland police. And as of October 2017, five of them had been reinstated. None of the officers were ever convicted of any criminal offenses, but this shooting did lead to a federal investigation into the Cleveland Police Department. The investigation helped to discover that, quote, Cleveland police officers frequently used excessive force, including shootings and head strikes with impact weapons. Unnecessary, excessive, and retaliatory force, including tasers, chemical sprays, and their fists. And excessive force against people with mental illness or in crisis, including one situation in which officers were called exclusively to check up on someone's well-being. End quote. Overall, 63 Cleveland cops were temporarily suspended and six cops were fired. A wrongful death lawsuit was filed against the city of Cleveland in 2014, and a settlement was reached where $1.5 million each was paid to the families of Timothy and Melissa. And that family was the story of Melissa Williams and Timothy Russell. If you or someone you know needs help with substance abuse or mental health related disorders, you can call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration hotline at 1-800-662-HELP.
That's 1-800-662-4357. Or you can visit www.samhsa.gov. Both are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and 365 days a year. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for HudsPod. Check out my website at www.hudspod.com. And you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash HudsPod. Remember, HudsPod is spelled H-U-D-S-P-O-D. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. And if you don't mind, please leave me a five-star review. Stay safe, and I'll see you next week.